Miles Garrett, in regards to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, said, I'm not entering unless I make the cut. Robbie Anderson, what exactly is your endgame here? And is Cleveland the best pro sports city in America? Garrett Bush will wax poetic about the land he calls home. Your host, Jeff Lloyd and Garrett Bush, on your latest Locked On Browns. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen day in, day out. Whether it is on your favorite podcast app, make sure you follow and subscribe to the show, five-star ratings, written reviews. And we want to thank everybody now taking us uh, YouTube over the 1,000 subscriber mark. Uh, big appreciation. Yeah, um, that's what I'm less than about. one calendar month. Um, you know, I think we're right at about 22, 23 episodes. So big appreciation there. Of course, thanks. Uh, good friends, Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, uh, giving us that little push yesterday. Um, just going to continue to go out every day, give you guys the best Cleveland Browns content we can, you know, whether it is through the world of civil trials, whether it is through OTAs, whether it's through actual Browns football. Um, it was actually funny. We got an email yesterday from, uh, David Locke, David Locke, if anybody's know, he is, you know, the founder, uh, the owner of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And this time of the year, it starts to slow down a little bit football wise. And David jokingly said over, you guys, okay, you're hurting for any topics. Um, <laughs> no, no, we're not. We got a lot going on, boss. Appreciate you checking in here. Um, I am your host, Jeff Lloyd at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. He is your host, Garrett Bush at G Bush. 91. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Lockdown Browns listeners. Get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagements. So if it's time, fellas, go ahead and step up and make it happen. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Uh, we had mentioned with the last week of mandatory OTAs, um, Coach Stefanski was going to kind of keep things fun, kind of keep things fresh. And when you get to this point here, you know, guys are seeing this last five-week window before they turn for good to start the, you know, season in late July, you know, whether it's getting away a little bit, whether it's getting into the last bit of preparation for what everybody anticipates to be a, a fun, exciting, certainly a lot of, um, you know, expectations for the Browns here in 2022. So in order to do that with guys, maybe with their eyes past this, you know, yesterday you take a trip down to Canton to the pro football hall of fame, Garrett Bush's old neck of the nape, the old backyard for G Bush over here. Um, and the funny thing is, and I think the thing for me, Garrett, that makes this interesting with a player like miles Garrett is look, we know miles Garrett is an incredible football player. He's an incredible talent. But the one thing we also know about about Miles Garrett is it's not just the fact that he is a football player. He is not this, you know, eat, dr eat drink, sleep, pigskin type of guy. 
many other interests. Obviously, you know, big basketball fan. Uh, a lot of interests, you know, outside of, you know, whether it's Dungeons and Dragons, whether it is, you know, his asphyxiation for dinosaurs, things of this nature. He's a well, well-rounded young man, very intelligent young man. But when it came to something like this, and I think for me, this is where it was a little different. That, like, if you told me it was a player like Joel Batonio, who we think maybe is the one guy on this roster who has a real solid shot at one day being in Canton, Ohio, if you had told me Miles Garrett was like, oh, no, nope, no way. I am not walking in that building. I don't want to jinx anything. It's a superstition. I think for Miles, it, it just seemed a little bit outside of his character. And, you know, just because he is a well-rounded guy, he plays football. He's really good at it. He's really successful at it. But we know it's not all that Miles Garrett is. So it's kind of interesting the way this all played out, Jay. Yeah, I thought it was uh I thought it was kind of interesting. You know, um, I think Miles Garrett is is a little playful. Um, and you know, he really, you know, goes about his business. He's not too uh, you know, up or down. He's he's always a guy that, that's been more of a um more of a you know, I wouldn't say a kid, but he, he plays with that youthful exuberance, right? Um, so I think the you know this usually happens to guys around you know there's fifth, sixth, seventh year in the league. They start to realize after they get that that big contract and they are you know secure financially. Miles um, Garrett got the big deal. He's on his second contract. When you get that bag of money, you start to look around and you start to examine what's going on in your life and figure out what's important. Just like most men, um, you start to look towards things like a family. Um, you start start looking towards hey. Um, you know, do I need to really buy this? I, I, I'm looking to, to invest in a home. I'm looking to be married. All those things are, are part of growing up, getting older. And I think you always see this turn in, in professional athletes, especially in a sport like football, where it's so brutal. Injuries happen. You never you're not promised tomorrow. Um, you start to look and say it's all about championships. It's all about getting to, it's all about the goals on the field and it's all about getting to the next level. And for Miles Garrett, his next level is. Can I put some stuff together to become a defensive player of the year? Um, he won't say it, but I think he 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 feels like he's definitely chasing uh, Aaron Donald, and I think he he's competing with you know T.J. Watt as a guy. And I think Miles Garrett wants to be known undoubtedly as the best pass rusher uh, in his generation. And to do that, he has to he has to focus in, lock in. And there's a lot of people say, "Well, I don't like him talking about stats." I have no problem with it in life. You set goals, man. I don't know what kind of country you think we are in, are in. The United States of America is a country that likes to be good at everything. We strive to be great at everything, or at least we used to. Um, but, you know, we set your goals down. Accomplish your goals. Move towards something. Have some ambition about yourself. And if Miles Garrett says, hey, I I, I don't really feel comfortable stepping, stepping foot in the Pro Football Hall of Fame because I, I, I'm not there yet. That's the place I want to be. And for me, I'm not going for no, 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 you know, tourist attraction. I'll stay in a hotel. Give me a test or a quiz or let me post up. But no disrespect. My my goal is to get there. And I really admire people that have the, you know what, to say, hey, my goal is the Super Bowl. My goal is championship. And that's that's the, that's the bottom line for me. So I don't got a problem with it. I think it's a little bit of superstition with it. Um, I like the edge that he seems to have. He's t he's being becoming more of a vocal leader, and so now I think that that that's going to motivate him to go out there and get those sacks. Was people going to say, "Hey, I don't care what you do, you got five sacks at the end of 2022"? All that all that Hall of Fame talk. Would you do that for? 
So he's holding himself to a higher standard. Uh, I don't got a problem with it. What, do you, what are your thoughts on it? I, I totally agree with you. And I think for a player like Miles, he's put himself out there like this in the past. Uh, you know, we all talk about, you know, the QB, QB graveyard uh, in Halloween last year that he had put out in the front yard or whatever. And you saw post-game uh, you know, with certain quarterbacks. Oh, man, you put me in a graveyard. I know Lamar Jackson was one of them. You know, Kyler Murray was another one. Like, uh, you know, but – and for a player like Miles, and when sometimes I think this is maybe where Miles gets misconstrued, is because he is more of a laid-back guy, because he has various interests, I think there's people who wonder what exactly the commitment is to the game. The commitment is to his craft. Obviously, you know, there's times where even if you maybe think he's a little bit off the beaten path, and maybe, oh, he's not as football-focused as he'd like to be, you know, these old button-down people from the 70s and the 60s. He truly is. And, you know, he understands what the importance of that building is. And to say, I one day want to walk in there, and I want the jacket. I don't want to buy a ticket. You know, I, you know, I will go if my teammates are being inducted. But, damn it, th that's where my ultimate goal is to be. I want to be mentioned as a NFL Hall of Famer, as one of the greatest players that ever played this game. So for Miles, I mean, hey, I, I love it. But like you said, he certainly has put himself out there a little bit. There will be some trash talk from opposing left tackles, um, in which we've seen in the past. Most of them, they better say it quick because Miles is going to be going by in a heartbeat. So if you got to get your words in, get them in real quick against Miles Garrett next year if you, you got a problem with this. But Garrett, this kind of also leads to, look, everybody's got these type of things. And if you think you don't have some superstitious to you or just some things about the way you have to do what you do, it's a crock. Everybody has something like this somehow, some way within their life and within their daily routine. I don't understand why, why I don't understand why people think that's a bad thing. Like, like when, when do like if your kid comes home and says, listen, my goal is to one day be an engineer um, in my in my long term goal, I want to go to this certain college, and I want to get on a roll this year. Have a, a three point eight GPA or better throughout the rest of this year. You would commend that person, and you said, "Man, I got a, I got such a, a bright daughter. I got a, a, such a bright son. Look at the goals they set for themselves. They got a plan. They're not messing around, and, and we we really appreciate her focus." Why is it when it comes to athletes that that has to be looked at as a negative thing? Or they want to. They want money. Listen, hey, at, at, we all want to be at the top of our profession, don't we? All want to say we earn the most, bring the most to the table, are the most valuable to our organizations, our 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 places of work, or, or, or don't we all want to say we're the best students? Of course. So I, I don't know why this came into play. Sometimes I, I just think people say things when it comes to athletes that they don't say anybody else because there's a level of jealousy a little bit. There's a level of envy. There's a level of admiration, too. Um, so it's all mixed up in one. But, you know, everybody has goals, and I don't want to be around nobody that don't got goals. If you don't got no goals, what are we hanging out for? I know Jeff got goals. He want to get this podcast to as big as I do, right? So, you know, why would I come in and be like, oh, well, uh, I don't know. Jeff is uh, he's a little too ambitious for me. No, I, I respect that. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get it there with you, bro. And I, I want to be around winners. And, and that's a winning mentality. There's no question about it. And for me, like, look, I mean, I, I will tell you right now, I could pass out on my couch for three and a half hours and maybe sleep through the night. But and my wife and my daughters know my wife like she walks around here every morning and it's where's my cell phone where's my purse where's my keys i will tell you right now 
my keys, my wallet, whatever cash I have on me, and my bank cards, they are in the same exact spot, probably from 10 p.m. till 6.30 a.m. when I fit. And if they are not there, uh, like I literally will go crazy. I will lose. I will flip my stuff. And my wife, oh, well, I rearranged. No, absolutely unacceptable. There was a time she moved to nightstand. Nope. This cannot be done. And it's, look, everybody's day gets off the rails and you eventually lose your day. But for me, the goal is let's at least start it correctly. You know what I'm saying? And the bank cards, look, the wallet, the only thing in the wallet nowadays is the driver's license. But in between the wallet, the trifold, are the bank cards, <laughs> are the cash placed on top of the phone, which is charging, keys right next to it. So guess what? If I got to go in five seconds or I got five hours, I know exactly where everything is. Nothing's going to delay me, and the day is started. You know, but for Miles, it's 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 understanding and putting your statement out there that being the best at what I do is important to me. And you want to know what? I don't deserve to go in and look around at Lawrence Taylor because guess what would happen? All of his teammates, yo man, you're gonna be up there one day. You know, well, nope, they're gonna put nope. you right there. You're gonna put you right there. And guess what? You're losing the ultimate sight of what your goal is. My goal, yes, is to get here. I ain't looking out to you know pick out what room I got in the house yet. I ain't here yet. So it ain't going to work that way for Miles Garrett. So I give him a lot of respect for this. A, number one, put himself out there. But B, it also kind of shows everybody you know, where Miles' focus is at, not just for 22, but for maybe the next five years here as a Cleveland Brown. We are going to get to a little bit more here on today's Lockdown Browns. Um, Robbie Anderson, uh, certainly a, a little bit of a uh, chatty cat. Uh, from the Carolina Panthers, uh, some thoughts on Baker Mayfield. Now maybe some thoughts that, you know, if there was a Baker Mayfield move to Carolina, Robbie Anderson could possibly be finding his way back here to the Browns. <clears throat> we certainly got some thoughts on that. We're going to get to that here. Latest Lockdown Browns, Jeff Lloyd, and of course, Garrett Bush. At BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of your dreams to her dreams, I should say, to getting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Whether you are ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Build the engagement ring of her dreams or, again, celebrate life's special moments with fine jewelry a bracelet for an anniversary, a necklace for Valentine's Day. No matter what you were looking for, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Browns listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, no space, Plus, every order is insured, it ships free, it arrives in a discreet package that will not give away what is inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Welcome back to Locked on Browns podcast. G. Bush, my man Jeff Lloyd. And guess what, man? Shout out to everybody. We got them a 1,000, man. We got to the 1,000. Shout out to everybody out there that's been rocking with us for the month. It's been a great month uh, of, of talking Browns with you, um, making, you know, this is the one-stop shop for all your information uh, concerning the Cleveland Browns every single day. Thank you so much. Continue to support, though. 1,000 is great, but we always want to continue to prove, always want to continue to move those numbers up. So if you have not, just the first time hearing this podcast, please go ahead and hit that like button. Make sure you hit the notification bell, hit that subscribe button so you get all the uh, updates on the Locked on Browns podcast. And we also want you to encourage you to follow us on the Locked on Browns Twitter page 
as well. So, Jeff, before we left, we talked a little bit about a guy, Robbie Anderson. And, uh, you know, <laughs> he, he's a guy who uh, has already, we, if you don't really know, a guy that, that has been here in the past also is a, is a guy who had an issue uh, with Baker Mayfield. He just basically came out and said, hey, I don't want Baker Mayfield on the squad, right? And he's speaking from a perspective of the Carolina Panthers. And so for me, you know, I I, I don't know, that kind of, that kind of, you know, service, you know, that, that kind of bravado, we really don't even get down with that. You know, Odell Beckham Jr. refused to even do, he didn't even do many, very many press conferences, right? And he stayed chill, but he wasn't even talking spicy like that. I'm like, you know, this is for me, if you're a guy like Robbie Anderson, this is this is a classic case of guys. Remember a guy named Freddie Mitchell uh, for the uh, for the for the Eagles. He really wasn't all that good. Yeah, that yeah, Freddie Mitchell. You wasn't all that good. You wasn't fast. You really wasn't really a dynamic player. You was borderline a, a special teams guy and a serviceable receiver. And he talked his way into the league, and that kept him there for a while. Robbie Anderson is an okay receiver. I could live without him. I can go get me two or three other people that can give me what he got. He do a lot of extra. And my thing is, too, I heard the opportunity for the trade. I'm like, bro, we got enough. We got enough problems that is it is right now. We're we getting questions about this, Deshaun Watson or whatever, and all this other stuff for a guy who is a complimentary receiver with limited ability that talks that much. I'm like, nah, bro. Listen, give me I, – I, I'll take my chances with David Bell and, and Anthony Schwartz and, and whoever else comes along. But, I mean, if you're talking spicy like that already, what you going to do when you get here, right? You know that all – all, being on a better team, all that does is inflate your, your ability to start talking and doing extra stuff. I'm usually the guy that never really count, looks too much into what guys say or in the locker room type cancers or whatever you want to say for people that – or the distraction word. But this dude, nah, I'm cool. I'm straight. Um, give, give me somebody else. Give me a six-round pick or, or, or some cleat. Give me a pair of cleats, a lifetime supply, a, a post office stamps, and a box of Lucky Charms, and I'll take that over Robbie Anderson. <laughs> there's a couple of things here. There's maybe kind of two ways to look at this from the standpoint of where Robbie Anderson is coming from. Uh, one, Robbie Anderson, his entire career, he's played with Sam Darnold through four years now, two years with the Jets. They both had ended up with the Carolina Panthers the last two years. So maybe he's backing his boy. And Robbie Anderson got to Carolina on a free agent deal, made some money. Most of that isn't due in part to, you know, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's never really had great success, but Robbie Anderson has had some success with Sam Darnold. The other thing is the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule. Matt Rule was Robbie Anderson's coach at Temple University. I was actually at Robbie Anderson's pro day at Temple University a couple of years ago. They were close, and obviously Robbie Anderson was one of the players that helped Matt Rule climb from Temple to do a fantastic job at Baylor to lead to what is this incredible contract he's got with the Carolina Panthers forever long it may be. So maybe this is a, hey, I'm backing my guys. Or... There is the, I'm looking out for myself and I'm going to say the right things. And if we do trade for Baker Mayfield, maybe now I can't be here because I already disrespected the guy who's going to be starting quarterback. Cleveland looks a lot more appealing. They look to be a lot more better competitive team. It could be a mess down here in Carolina. I might have to wait a little bit, but I may be able to play with Deshaun Watson, who's a much better quarterback. So there's two ways to look at this from the Robbie Anderson standpoint. 
But then there is also this. If Robbie Anderson was coached in college by Matt Rule, if Matt Rule is ready to move on from one of his own guys, kind of tells you something maybe where Robbie Anderson is the type of guy you want to deal with. I spoke about it yesterday. You bring Robbie Anderson here. Look, you know, you moved on from Odell. You know, Jarvis, not nearly as much. But you moved on from the extra strength Tylenol wide receivers by bringing in an Amari Cooper type of guy. So you go from that to bringing in another guy where it's, oh, you know what? Never mind. We do need, no, I don't need the 30. I don't need the 60. Get me the 180 gel caps because that's the amount of headaches this guy is going to bring with him. Now, his two years in Carolina, um, 2020 was his best year in the NFL. 95 receptions, over 1,000 yards. Now, last year, 53 receptions for 513 yards. This is a guy whose main role in the NFL has been to be a deep vertical receiver. 53 receptions for 513 yards. Running backs do this, Garrett. This is what you get from a good receiving running back. That's Najee Harris. (laughs) There you go. So if we all feel one of the biggest things they need to open things up is this big vertical threat, well, he didn't prove he was that last year. Granted, right now, the way they redid the contract, he's only on the books for a million salary-wise, a bunch of salary bonus. Um, But this is one, no, no, hard pass. And look, he could probably go get Will Fuller for the same money, do the same type of thing. Ideally, you're banking on Donovan. You're banking on David Bell. You are banking on uh, you know a, a, a growth here in year two from Anthony Schwartz. This is a headache by all means. And look, if it came down to, look, Carolina – it's Baker, whatever, some money exchanged, conditional day three pick, whatever it is. Uh, no, Robbie Anderson, we're good. Well, I, I don't need that here. Um, you know, Jacoby Brissett certainly doesn't need that. Um, yeah, I was open. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, the play was called for David Njoku first. Uh, Amari Cooper second as far as the progression. And then the running back third. You literally were just running the nine route to clear everything out. I don't care if you were open. You were never option. This is a guy you don't need. And for Robbie Anderson, look, great way to play this for yourself, Robbie Anderson. A really, really smart play for a guy who's generally you know, regarded as a little bit of a knucklehead. But way to play both ends of the fence here for Robbie Anderson. But no, the hardest of hard passes here. No, thank you. I couldn't agree, couldn't agree more. I mean, he got some vertical deep threat. But I'm like you said, I, if I can go get Will Fuller or somebody else like that, I already got one of the fastest dudes in the game, uh, Anthony Short, sitting here. Maybe he can just run straight really fast and we'll, we'll get him the football. I'm cool on it, man. I, I just, I, you know, one of those things, if, you go, if you've already said, all right, we got rid of Odo Beckham Jr. And, and, you know, moved on from Jarvis Landry and you got younger guys that you want to draft and give some positions and, and some, some, some catches and, and reps to, I'm cool on that. I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and rock out with what we got, bro. We've got one segment to go here. And um, it started with, uh, obviously, sports radio legend Chris Mad Dog Russo yesterday as far as ranking uh, professional sports cities. I, I'm going to have to be somewhat impartial here. I can comment on the area that I am from. But we are going to give Mr. G. Bush the floor here as Chris Maddog, Chris Maddog Russo had Cleveland, Ohio, and Northeast Ohio as the number one sports fan base in all of America. We're going to get to that just a second here on your latest Lockdown Browns. You know how our friends at Built are always coming out with new amazing flavors. Well, this time Built has truly outdone themselves with their new mud, ply, mud pie flavor. And... 
For the first time ever, Built is introducing the new mud pie flavor in both a mud pie bar and a mud pie puff. You're not exactly sure what mud pie tastes like? Well, if you're a chocolate fan, you better sit down for this one. The new mud pie bar is rich whipped cream and chocolate mousse smothered in 100% real chocolate and topped with cookies and cream crumble. You've got to try mud pie as soon as possible. And you need to hurry because the mud pie bar and the mud pie puff are only available for a limited time offer. Visit built.com to taste the deliciousness for yourself. You're not convinced? Luckily, we saved the best for laugh. It's actually good for you. No, really, all built products are low calories, high protein, and low sugar. Mud pie is packed with 16 grams of protein and only 150 calories and 8 grams of sugar. It's like your mom baked the most delicious creamy chocolate mud pie and wrapped it up just for you. Mud pie bars and puffs are available at built.com right now, but they're going fast because they are delicious. Like all built bars, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they are healthy and Tasty. What's great about Built is that all their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. It just generally makes you look better. Your skin, give it a shot. You are going to love the new Mud Pie Built Bar and Built Puff. Whether you need it for your workout, a late night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. Chocolate mousse, whipped cream, Crumbled cookies and cream. Stop drooling. Get to built.com to order your box of mud pie bars and puffs now. You will not regret it. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Browns podcast. G. Bush, Jeff Lloyd in the building. Make sure you guys continue to make Locked On your first stop. Uh, continue to make this the one place to get your honest, open, and X's and O's, basically. You know, th this is the place you get it. You know, you can, you know, I do opinion stuff sometimes. I do laughing stuff, but this is, this is all, this is all analysis. And this is, this is, uh, you, you know, what you come for sports, right? Sometimes you can come to different places and you just want to be entertained. Sometimes you want opinion, but here on Locked On Browns, this is all business. We have a little fun from time to time, but basically we breaking down your team, your, uh, your coaches, your franchise and do it every single day. So make sure we are part of your day as well. Um, you, before we went to break, we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, the host mad talk. It was on, uh, I believe he was on first take with Stephen A. Smith. And he talked about Cleveland being the number one sports city in the game. And I've said this before. Um, and, and I've, I'll, I'll say it again. Uh, I grew up in Canton, Ohio. Uh, and when I grew up in high school, the Browns left in 95. I started high school in 96. So as I was playing high school ball from 96 to 2000, I had no recollection of what the Cleveland Browns were. V toughest years of my life, man. Like, you know, just walking around. It's almost like walking around without a father, <laughs> walking around without any sort of direction. You just on Sundays don't mean nothing. And when the Browns had an opportunity to come back, um, you know, I was in college and we were moving and, 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 and when they came back, not only was I ecstatic and happy, it was everybody around the world. See the Browns, a lot of teams, you might be good in Kansas city, right? You might have fans that no disrespect in green Bay. You might have some great fans in, in big D in Dallas and, and the 49ers got a great legacy, but there is no team that has backers like the Cleveland Browns 
You know, I, I got I got a, a Browns backer Hawaii shirt. I, I, I'm in contact with the Browns backers throughout the country. Right. They reach out to me like, yo, I, I love your Browns content. And to put it in perspective, you know, when I started my YouTube channel. You know, I got maybe 7,000, 7,000 followers now, but I found out really quickly they weren't trying to hear about no Indian slash Guardian stuff. I do some Cavs blogs, but they ain't trying to hear about the they ain't trying to hear about the Cavs too much, right? They give it a chance and they give it a shot, you know, when the Cavs are good. But I can get on my channel, and my channel was was made a Browns channel. It didn't start that way. But the people and the way they re represented it and the people, the way they, they, they looked at it was like, look, we like your Browns content. That's what we're looking for. So the majority of what I do is Browns content. No team can, can say this. If the Cleveland Browns win a championship, there will be a parade in all four corners of the United States and the globe, right? You got people in London. You got people in Paris, people in, in South America, people in Australia, people in, in, in Scandinavian uh, country, right? All those people are diehard Browns fans, and we ain't had nothing to be happy about in 10, 20, 30, 50 years. And we still get to turn out, and we still do numbers on YouTube, and we still wear our Browns colors. To us, the Browns are the deal, and to me, I always said, the Browns are America's team. For me, there's a couple avenues here. And, you know, living in the tri-state area, um, you know, Many trips to Yankee Stadium, many trips to see the Mets play, many trips to what is now, uh, you know, Met life where the Jets and the Giants play. Um, and what you saw, and, you know, you go to this during even like the heyday of the New York Yankees, you know, you see like the choice seats behind home plate. These people, they're not fans. When you're wearing, you know, your, your button down shirt and your tie and you throw a Yankee jersey over oh, it. That's so trash. That's so it, trash. And literally, and now I will go to the the New Jersey Nets. Um, in the early late nineties, early two thousands, had two trips to the NBA Finals. Me and buddies. Once Jason Kidd was acquired to the New Jersey Nets, we got season tickets. It was something to do, and at the time, everybody was single, as opposed to going to like happy hours. And oh, my my friend over there thinks your friend is cute. This is something we did. We'd go have a couple drinks. The Nets were unstoppable they were a great team they kind of played like the lakers of the 80s they were fast they were quick and all of a sudden it got good and now here came all the white shirts the accountants the doctors and we're sitting there and we had really good seats and the reason we had really good seats is because when we bought the tickets and that sucked so we're sitting there jason kidd throws up a triple double and my buddy's sitting next to me listens to the guy next to him tell his wife yeah, this guy, kid, he's pretty good. We were like, oh, sweet Jesus in the morning. Like, this is what is now coming to this. Cleveland, it isn't that way. You know, the kids praised Cleveland fans. And this is what I've gotten to learn in my years of hosting this show. You know, I many people I follow here, I see all the Guardians tweets every night. Everybody excited about the young players. And in the same second, cringing, oh, my God, don't get too good too fast because you'll be out of here. Um, the Browns fans, and it's yes, every Cleveland Brown fan would love a Super Bowl title. And I am telling you right right now, if that was a parade, it wouldn't be a few hours. It wouldn't be a day. It most likely would be seventy two hours, if not a week. Like it would never, never end. And if you think emergency rooms are crowded now, imagine what they would be like if the Browns actually won a Super Bowl. Um, I think everyone is also, most Cleveland Browns fans are to the assumption of 
I will never see a Super Bowl title. It doesn't stop them from watching every week. It doesn't stop them from wearing, purchasing their gear. It doesn't stop them from showing up every Sunday to the Mooney lot, Muni lot, getting their groove on, having a great time. It's, it is more, I think the thing that I can truly describe about the way the Cleveland Browns fan base is, it is like a college fan base. We might not be good this year. We might be good next year. But I think that is what it's truly like. It is blood. It is ingrained into their DNA. They don't know any other way to do it. They understand that, you know, even for all the years, this team has not had success. Maybe one day it's coming. There's definitely plenty you think it's never coming, but it does not change their affinity, their affection, their passion, and their love for this franchise. And I think this is fair because bigger cities get them right off the list. It doesn't work that way. LA, New York, it doesn't work that way. It's got to be in a somewhat smaller city, a somewhat smaller environment. And it certainly doesn't hurt that everybody's had to throw in their two cents for years upon years now about you know what the hole that Cleveland is, disrespecting the city, disrespecting the people who make the city what it is. And I think that is truly why that this is a fair, accurate statement. It's a fan base unlike any other, Garrett. Yep. Yeah, I, and, and I stand by that. Um, stand by it. Uh, you know, there's other great cities and, and there's a lot of great things. No disrespect to anybody else. But for what we've done, endured, um, and the fervor at which we continue to, to root for our teams, to continue to support our teams, and to con- con- continue to show out in large numbers uh, for whatever team it is, I, I think it, it's for me and for a lot of other people that, that like me, um, believe Cleveland is the best city. I, I and I'm totally with it. And you know, and for Cleveland fans, you know, great. This is all we get. <laughs> Look, guys, <laughs> be happy with it. And you'll all love that LeBron moment. Um, obviously, you know, oh so close in the World Series a few years ago. Uh, the Sunday night of the Browns just absolutely lamb basting Pittsburgh and Hines. Let's all hope there's more better days than just that. Um, no question about it. So we've gotten to some things here. Uh, you know, Miles Garrett basically putting himself on there, that island, and saying, this ain't my place. I want it to one day be my place. So I am not going to go peeking in on something that is not mine yet. Robbie Anderson, whatever his end game is here, hopefully it leads to, you know, any other city in the NFL, but Cleveland. And of course, you know, Garrett waxing oh so poetic about uh, the city of Cleveland and the fandom that does exist within it. Uh, he is Garrett Bush, host of the Barbershop Sundays. I'm sorry, Saturday mornings, 92.3 The Fam. Of course, certainly the ultimate Cleveland sports show. Uh, just get better and better with as the days go on. If you did not hear the Garrett Bush, Joe Jarevich's story yesterday, because <laughs> even as Garrett is telling it, like it is so funny because anybody who's ever done guest spots, it's always the same old thing. Hi, Jeff. This is Colin. The guys really appreciate having you on the show. We just got to get through about 90 seconds of ads, and the guys are going to jump into you. And it's it is it's truly fantastic. But these folks to think Garrett was who he was not is absolutely hysterical. Crazy, and then Garrett right? also thinking, man, the last thing I want to do is get this poor producer in a predicament. <laughs> so at least there'll be some sort of spot. You right. got to hear it. I was literally, <laughs> I literally almost had to put the car in park because it was not something to listen to while driving. So go ahead, make sure you check that out. Following at T Bush 91. Me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. 
Um, we appreciate everybody. Again, the growth over the 1,000 marks, which we were, uh, you know, so much hoping for. We are excited, but certainly not satisfied. Let's keep the growth going there. Whatever podcast platform you use, make sure you follow, subscribe to the show. Five-star ratings, written reviews. Uh, it's been a blast here today. One more going for the week as the Browns basically are, you know, just like the kids, you know, cleaning out the lockers, packing up the backpacks, headed off for summer to come back in July. With all that being said, this has been your daily delivery of all things to all pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.